0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Business and Bubble Tea. Here on the podcast today, I am really excited to be introducing uh, a guy from uh, Beijing, an expat and a founder, an entrepreneur, and and Angelo Eugenio, uh, the founder of Active Forever. Uh, Angelo, it's fantastic to have you on Business and Bubble Tea with us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, William and Roberta. Thank you for inviting. Um, I'm also very excited to, to, to be here and uh, looking forward to share some of the experiences and insights with you all. We're really happy to have you Angelo today uh, we are going to talk about China and fitness this time. So how does your experience in China started? Uh, when does it start? It? Yeah so uh, well first of all I've been in, living in Beijing, China for the last 12 years. So it's been more than a decade. Um, so just to make that all in a very, very short uh, uh, share, I came initially to learn Mandarin at the University of uh, Language and Culture of Beijing. And then, because I really liked the life uh, I had here in China, meeting people from all, all different places of the world yeah. and experiencing the culture. Then I decided to stay and do my bachelor's uh, here. Uh, I went then to study international economics and trade at uh, UIBE, which is also here in Beijing. And this is uh, where I met my friend or our mutual friend, uh, Petros from the Beehive. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, eventually I... Absolute uh,
0: legend.
1: <laughs> yeah, legend. And as I... Um, yeah. Graduated, I continue working. Uh, at the time when I was in university, I was working as a fitness instructor. And when I graduated, mm-hmm. I decided to, to follow this career path and and get more involved in the fitness industry. So, and fast so you, forward. Yeah, yeah, so I just wanted fast to. Yeah,
0: so I Yeah. So so So, just wanted to narrow down that step from, I guess, your sort of China experience, university, and then what was your kind of in like, you're, you're, so you're doing a fit, your fitness instructor and then what was your like, I guess, next step in sort of, um, as, as a sort of, um, I guess, a newcomer in a way to China at that time, um, what was your sort of initial step? Cause um, we've seen that you went to, you, you worked for BaseFit as well. So what was your sort of mm-hmm. um, move across there?
1: From, you mean from the university towards the, the, the fitness yeah. industry? Yeah, yeah, so straight off well, university. Student. Too. Great, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So, well, I have been uh, into sports uh, all my life. I grew up in a small in a small uh, sports club, so I've been always physically active. And I believe that sport it's a very important element that we should all have in as a as a part of our lifestyle. So, when I was in university, uh, as a part-time job, I was uh, working in, in a gym as a fitness instructor, and I really really enjoy uh it as a as a um, as a career uh help, you know helping others and uh mm. doing also what what i find to be my passion which is uh health and fitness and uh, so when i graduated from university i decided to follow that that career path and keep on uh learning new fitness certifications and gain more experience in this uh fitness field and and then put it on going into uh founding Active Forever as a company. And what about Amazing. Um, your company? Um, how did it start? Um, which problems did you identify? Um, and yeah, what's the goal? Yeah, so, well, uh, perhaps I should quickly introduce Active Forever. So, uh, for the audience out there, and uh, so Active Forever is a multicultural fitness community, and we combine different elements like group trainings personal training, uh, nutrition guidance, and community support so that we can help our members to enjoy exercise, uh, build meaningful relations, and improve their health and well-being. So because we are focusing on health and well-being, uh, we take physical activity as a fundamental habit to build a healthier lifestyle. And since we take the lifestyle approach, this means that in order for us to live a healthy we need to stay physically active throughout our life, So this is why it's called Active Forever. And um, how did did it started was we started doing outdoor workouts during March, 2021, 2020, sorry, during the mm-hmm. pandemic. And well, okay, at yeah. the time, yeah, so this was an interesting experience because at the time uh, we were experiencing lockdowns uh people was scared about the the whole uh, virus and uh people was staying at home and this arise a lot of challenges and and problems mm-hmm. to to at least our our community here in beijing so we had uh i and then i can i can tell this because this is what the members of our community at the time were sharing with me which is that some of us we were experiencing Experiencing uh, feeling lonely, feeling depressed this is because of being all the time at home without having much social interaction. Yep. And people were getting also uh, bored of this whole situation. And since I've been always into exercising and I felt like I was tired of being in this situation, I decided to start doing some outdoor workouts with friends Mm -hmm. so then again we met with Petrus and another guys and we were just kind of like exercising together just for the sake of, of of having a good time and to to meet friends because at the time like I mentioned there was a lockdown in Beijing and there were not many places where you could go and and let's say interact with people yeah and then coming from always being indoors to being outdoors and enjoying the sunshine and exercising, then this really, uh, let's say, engage yep. the members of a group at the time, and they started feeling different. Let's uh, say, benefits out of the group sessions, which was starting to feel okay, feeling part of the group. So they were kind of coming out of that loneliness feeling, mm-hmm. and then through physical activity and being outdoors, they also kind of help them to improve in terms of their mood and not feeling that depressed but more like more more happy and more more positive towards the whole, let's say, situation at the time. And
0: would you and, would yeah. Would you say these so, so um you've you've kind of um for what it sounds like a lot of a lot of what I'm getting from this is about community. Um yeah. and um you sort of I guess um uh, sort of clocked on the sort of um you got loads of feedback and um people were you know really really positive about kind of wanting to get outside wanting to exercise um taking a, a sort of a few steps back to sort of um sort of let's say like sort of pre-pandemic did you kind of have a community already you engaged with and and uh, that you were coaching or or did it sort of um did you, do you feel like a community? kind of unity yeah did you create it in the process of the pandemic or like was this sort of unity formed as a result of this sort of isolation and sort of, you know, lockdowns and things like that, that we all experienced. Was that, was that how it was kind of formed and, and sort of born out of that?
1: Yeah. So, so, uh, yes, this active our community grew, uh, or, or really became, uh, ignited by the pandemic and the, and all the, the current situation at the time. But, In the past, I've also uh, built other communities uh, while I was in university and when I was working for uh, basefit as well. And we've always, or or at least in my experience, there has always been the, let's say, fitness and striving to be healthier element that unites people towards this, let's say, same interest or goal. And because of this, when you have that, say, uh, goal, the whole group moves and works towards that. And since we are doing so as a group, it's easier for them to stay engaged, to stay motivated, and to provide mutual support. And was this particularly referred to expats in Beijing, so other foreigners, or is a community also with other Chinese friends? Yeah, so I for it's a multi multicultural, multicultural community. So there, we have the the foreigners and the expats uh, as members of a, in the community, but we also have the the Chinese and and the, let's say the local members that are also involved. So this is great because it provides kind of this cultural exchange uh, yeah. among the members of the community, and not only let's say. Uh, Westerns and, and, and Eastern, like, let's say, foreigners and Chinese, but also from foreigners, among foreigners as well, mm-hmm. because we have, uh, let's say, people coming from South America, people coming from different parts of Europe, uh, people coming from different parts of, of Africa, and so on, so you kind of get to this very unique um, cultural exchange, and mm. uh,
0: yeah, it sounds a, a bit like a kind of melting pot almost in the experience in of <laughs> itself in terms of yeah. sort of the the variation of uh, diversity you get there. Um, I, I, w- I wanted to ask more in terms of I guess um, tr- trends that you see um, running running this running active forever um, out in out in Beijing and and sort of trends you're seeing within um, within Beijing and the in the sort of fitness community that you've that you've fostered um mm-hmm. what what kind of um like are there is there any sort of um trends that you're noticing that you've you've seen have been a, a change from the past experiences you've had to what you're seeing um now i mean that you mentioned a lot more about kind of uh moving more towards outside workouts and this sort of thing um mm-hmm. and now you've built a community around that um are there any sort of differences in trends that you're seeing i mean you mentioned do you do, you do the classes in multi multiple languages do you do you do them in in chinese um, what's the feedback you're getting, in, in, you know, firsthand from from people you're coaching?
1: Yeah, so so in terms of, uh, let's say the indoors outdoors element and the bilingual element. If I if I uh, understood the, the your question yeah. right, then um, let's say the outdoors element is a very unique uh, experience that we have here, at least in Beijing because people are used to exercising at the gym or uh, mainly at the gym. Uh, prior to the pandemic, not many people were exercising at home. So, so I would say prior to that, people were just used to exercising at the gym. And, well, when all of this started to happen and we started to help hold the sessions outdoors, then this gave people a chance you gave people a chance for them to experience this kind of uh, different type of training uh, compared to being indoors um, and it became very very trendy so besides active forever there are other communities out there that started to also organize let's say group workouts outdoors and and to grow also other communities um yeah and then in terms of the yeah
0: so, moving from that, what's the what are the next steps that you see for Active Forever? Um, are you looking to um, go beyond Beijing, or are you still uh, fostering the community there? What's the uh, the next steps that you see for Active Forever?
1: Yeah, so we definitely want to keep on. Uh, so, our mission is to improve people's lifestyle and well being, and because that's what we we are aiming to to achieve in our local community, we also want to be able to expand and be able to share that uh, different places in China and potentially even all around the world. But it goes little by little. I think that it's we need to start out of somewhere and as things grow and as, as we learn from doing this um, project and as we learn from the feedback that we get from our members, we can optimize the service that we're providing and create more value for them so that we can be able to do this in a in a bigger scale.
0: Really? No. And, and 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 what do you think is the key to building, I guess, a really successful community from, from your experience? Like from you know, you've 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 done you've done extremely well to build one in in Beijing in the in, in the in, in during a pandemic. What do you think has been what made that successful? Like, what has what has as an expat growing a community um, overseas um, in, in in China? What's what's made that successful? Do you think part of it's your your language background? Um, what, what's the um, what's the, what's been the key to that success?
1: I, I think I think uh, for. For any let's say person who is looking into building a community or any company that is building a community, uh, one of the key elements is to to know and understand as much as possible their audience or the or let's say their community members. Because when you do so, when you when you uh, constantly engage with them, listen to the feedback, and 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 see how they interact with this, let's say, product or service that you're providing for them, then you can really uh, kind of filter what works and what doesn't. And then that way you can keep on uh, optimizing it, uh, let's say the service or product, and and having this constant kind of like uh, feedback loop between the product and the, and the audience and then that way you will be able it will let you to provide more value and and they will be able to, they will keep on coming and sharing this with their friends so just to 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 say that in a short way is you got to know your audience you got to listen to them so that you can optimize according to the feedback and then you want to keep on providing as much value as possible to them and what about the the beginning of this experience of this journey? Um, which challenges um, have you encountered? Was it difficult or was it like a smooth
0: process for you?
1: Yeah, well um, no there, there were definitely many challenges challenges along the way. I mean to start we were in the during the pandemic so sometimes um, people was not really feeling um Comfortable engaging uh, in, let's say, uh, group in a group setting mm-hmm. because of the the virus itself. Um, we had people that were also um, not physically active before, so yeah. we have all of these kind of members coming from different backgrounds and and fitness levels, and then so we need to, needed to address not only let's say the the Current or actual uh, physical condition, but also their their psychological state, right? In, in terms of how how well or how comfortable they were feeling joining the community, despite the fact that we were mm-hmm. dealing with this uh, coronavirus, and uh, and then eventually moving that into founding the company and and all the different let's say. Obstacles that were along the way for us to be able to transition from just a fitness group to a, a well-established uh, and, company and brand in Beijing.
0: And and in the context of um, fitness, um, a large another element to that is obviously going to be um, diet. From from your <laughs> side, are you? And and I've always I've always wondered this being in China because we don't have access to the same foods. I mean, I'm from the UK that like, you know, mm-hmm. you can easily access sort of salad bars and all this she sort of stuff. and rice. Exa- and exactly, <laughs> and I feel like if you're in a more, I guess, Shanghai is very, very internationally integrated, so you can kind of get everything there. But if you go to mm-hmm. the sort of more, um, I guess, local cities and towns, you won't necessarily find the same types of products. What do you think, Absolutely. I guess, is, is is key to maintaining, I guess, a sort of um, healthy diet, along with your amazing community of fitness, working out all the time, what's... Um, what do you, I guess, recommend to expats uh, out in China, kind of looking to sort of maintain their physique and also do the, the, the working out at the same time?
1: Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question, William. Because we get that we get a lot of the same similar questions in our community. So I think yeah. the the first thing is to really try to educate yourself, or at least look for uh, the guidance of a professional in terms of nutrition just so you understand what are the type of foods that you are uh, ingesting and how, is this, how are these foods having an impact in your body. So one is understanding, and then the second one is the implementation. So once you know what's good and what's not good for, for your body, or at least what is in line and what is not in line for the, the goals that you have, then how do you implement that plan? And you could do so either, one, by cooking yourself, or mm. to finding different kind of resources or uh, local brands that are already providing uh, this kind of solutions. Uh, but just to make it easy for for the audience and for and for for all of us, the easiest way is us cooking because anywhere we will be able to find, let's say the the raw ingredients, mm. yeah. And healthy nutrition, it all comes down is to eating, let's say natural food sources mm-hmm. instead of having a lot of processed food. And yeah. natural food sources, you can find it in any supermarket. And here in Beijing, or at least in China, you can also have access to the, let's say, uh, Taobao, or, which is mm-hmm. one of the biggest e-commerce mm-hmm. uh, platforms, where you can find uh, different kinds of, let's say, whole grain products. You can find also... Um, let's say ingredients that you wouldn't find in your local supermarket, but that are being imported to China, and you can get them uh, in any city that you are within China.
0: Fantastic! <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I'm always wondering this sort of, um, you know, if you're looking for a diet, because I'm, I, you know, I got really struggling. involved with eating. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, you know, like <laughs> every day you're having dumplings and bowser and uh, <laughs> like, maybe guys. I should have well, something else thing, as man. well.
1: <laughs> uh, local food is also delicious, right? So we Thank need to kind of find the balance between, uh, let's say, the food that we need to eat according to our goals, and also the food that we, let's say the food for the heart, right? The food that we really enjoy yeah. eating as well. Are
0: there any are there any local foods, local dishes that um, you can think of off the top of your head that you think are kind of Really, like, ones that we should look out for, and like um, you know, that we should we should treat as, I guess, more fuel than comfort food type type thing, shall we say?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, more fuel than comfort food. Then I, I would say, if what you're looking for is that's a good quality food for 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 your for your, for your lifestyle, then you yeah. can you can find different. Um, Let's say you can go to a hot pot place or mm. a Malatan, uh restaurant, and people would the first impression that they will they will say is that that they will feel is that these type of foods are not healthy. But actually, mm. if you're able to choose from the ingredients that they provide in the menu, then you can really get a, a healthy, uh, let's say, choice. Because yep. in these places. They provide the different type of food before cooking, and you can choose them as a, again, as a natural ingredient. Sure. Uh, and you can decide then if you put any kind of sauce or what kind of oil you, you want to boil or if you want it mm-hmm. like fried and whatever. So from this perspective and local kind of food, you can more or less adjust to your, let's say, uh, nutrition. But I then, mean, you know, <laughs> depending on what you choose, then it can be also uh, detrimental for the nutrition <laughs> if you add a lot of sauces and additives.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you choose though.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad you said that and hello because I absolutely love yeah. uh, hot pot and uh, Ma, and uh, yeah. these tongue malatang uh, places. Um, uh, for yeah. those for those of you who who don't know what malatang is, you can sort of select food and. Um, and then they'll cook it in a, a broth of your choice for you, but you choose all the yeah. ingredients that go into the pot. Um, but, um, that's, that's, um, I've just got, I guess we've got time for one, one final question. Um, and I just wanted to ask, I guess, what, what advice would you give, um, to any, um, I guess, um, uh, expats or, or, kind of companies wanting to, uh, looking to build communities, um, or build their audiences, let's say, um, in, in in Asia or in, in, in China, um, based based on your experience. What advice would you give?
1: Yeah. So so then again, it comes. It also comes down again uh, to for these companies uh, to understand really who is their audience, uh, since we have so many different kind of uh, let's say personas living mm-hmm. here in in China. Then it really comes down to what they what is the target audience who are they aiming for? Is it a let's say a, an expat living in Berlin or is it a local? Uh, and how does this product or service let's say uh, helps to uh, solve the need of this uh, person, right? Mm. And then choosing the right channel as well because depending on your audience then we got if you let let me give you an example if you are aiming for like local uh for a local audience then locals they don't you won't really find them in let's say Instagram or YouTube or all these other kind of like foreign platforms they will be more in like local based platforms like WeChat mm-hmm. or Xiaohongshu or Douyin and so on uh but then if your audience is foreign, then you then that's okay. You can go with the, the more traditional uh, platform. So that goes with, again, choosing the right, uh, let's say, marketing channel or tool for you to be able to tap into that audience. And you have to know your audience so that you know which tool to use.
0: Uh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. And- um, well, and hello, that's all we've got time for today. But thank you so much for joining thank us you. on Business and Bubble 2. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me, uh, it's been a pleasure.